What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Progress on Purpose podcast. We are a community of people who seek to be intentional about how we think, behave, and speak towards an intended goal. We believe that what we say, think, and do governs our ability to make progress towards our goal and ultimately lead to success. So in simple terms, it's the action of being intentional and making progress on purpose. If you are new here to the POP family, welcome. You are certainly not here by chance, but I believe that there is value in in listening to this podcast. So after this episode, please, please, please leave an honest review and rate the show. And for our dedicated listeners, hey, we're back with another purpose-filled episode, and I am so happy to be back. Today starts a brand new season, and that season is called She's Intentional. So real quick, I need you to help us grow the community. Find someone, it could be a woman or, or it could be a man, find someone that you want to share the show with and hit that share button on your listening platform. Let us grow this community together. I also want to say a special thank you to each and every person who's checked out the website, makeprogressonpurpose.com. I appreciate how you are supporting the show by purchasing merch. You're listening to the show. You're reading the blogs on the um, different episode topics and so much more. My appreciation and my love goes out to you. Today, my friends, we are in for a treat. We're talking all about She's Intentional, right? That's this season. So I have lined up 10 to 12 amazingly bossy women who I have gathered to talk to us about their intentionality and the things that they are doing to make strides in their community, in their family, and in business. And today, I have the pleasure of speaking to my personal coach, the woman who has literally helped me take my ideas from paper to plan to execution. And so let me tell you a little bit about Audrey. Audrey Lassane is also known on Instagram as the mogul mompreneur. And you could check her out, but let me tell you how I know her. I know her to be the African-American woman who is an e-commerce boss, okay? Not only has she made amazing impact in that space, but she didn't do it by herself. She brought her daughter along with her. I'm going to invite her to share a little bit more about that experience, but I promise you, you are in for a treat. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Audrey. Hey, Audrey, welcome to the Progress on Purpose podcast. I'm so happy to have you be a part of this community. I know that your impact, your influence is going to be monumental on this show because you have so much to give. You've already poured into me, and I know that you're going to continue to pour into everyone who's listening to this show. So I'm so excited, and I can't wait. Um, But yeah, welcome. How are hey, you? hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for uh, bringing me to the show. No problem. Listen, I had to have you on here first because of the impact that you made in my life and how you have literally transformed my thinking. I said, oh, we got to start. We got to start the season off. Right. Okay. Right. Yes, 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 yes. So I mentioned in the intro that you are big on not just e-commerce, but a bigger footprint, which is um, bringing your your child along for this journey. And to me, and I'm sure to you, that speaks to legacy. So can we talk about that a little bit? What is legacy to you? And how has that word legacy influenced your movement in this space? Yeah, great question. Um, So for me, it really just embodies everything that I do, um, you know, we tend to pass down bad traits, qualities, habits, um, you know, even rituals and things. Um, and so that, you know, has become the norm in our society, but particularly in our community, we struggle with, um, financial prosperity, financial wealth and independence, um, you know, creating a name, creating value, 
in our um, in our generation as well as you know within the legacy. And so for me, um, you know, I just wanted to focus on not just impacting my life, but also the life of my daughter and the children that she's going to birth and, and so forth and so on. And so it all starts with me. Um, I think that is, is the true uh, commitment that, that I've made to myself and I hold myself accountable to, you know, you know better, you do better, right? And so because I know better, because I'm in a position to have received such a, uh, an abundant gift, I'd be remiss if I wasted it, if I didn't take the time or the energy to, um, to descend that information to my daughter. So for me, um, it's all about, you know, making a change in the present, impacting my life for the better, but absolutely um, teaching, training, and instilling values and wealth into uh, my daughter and the generation beyond her. I love that answer, especially how you talked about creating value, because I think that's so important. We um, sometimes miss the opportunities to pass down that piece. Like we may teach our children, you know, certain morals. And um, a lot of times we interchange moral and value to be um, to be the same. But I believe that they are different for very different reasons. Right. You can be morally uh, adept and still lack um, lack the value and the lesson in the value. And so yeah. I, I love how you talked about creating value as a way to um, give your child something that she can carry on into her lifestyle. And I, 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 I love, uh, if I could say her name, I love Morgan. And I know she's a sweet girl. And I know even just from knowing her, I can already see she's a different kid, like just based on what you've been able to create for her and instill in her, she's a different kid. And I look forward to what she will do. Um, I want you to speak a little bit because you talked about how you're committed to this journey. Um, speak a little bit about how you got started, even in the e-com space and how your commitment to to how how you stayed because the ecom world as i understand it to be is very like white male dominated it's very you know could be cutthroat sales in general could be cutthroat so what gave you that push to stay um in the race so in order to answer that question and, and we're not going to be be on here all night and day because you know me i can i can breath you to death on the subject <laughs> But we have to start uh, basically, you know, from the beginning. How did I, what are some of the things that I went through that actually propelled me into e-com? And so, as you know, maybe the case with your listeners, you know, you knew that you needed a side hustle, you needed some way to supplement your income, maybe you were ambitious, you know, you were desirous of creating a business. And, you know, we might have tried or they may have tried a bunch of different things. That was definitely my reality. I tried it all, um, you know, going online, researching uh, businesses to start or side hustles, you get a plethora of ideas. And so I did it all. I did affiliate marketing. I tried building websites. I got into real estate. I was flipping houses. I was buying rentals. I was doing all sorts of things. And the one thing that stood out the most is, A, I was not good at it, <laughs> okay? Affiliate marketing, not so much, but building a website, no, I was, I was not here for that. Um, real estate was, was okay, but, um, you know, but being a woman and generally, you know, I was showing up to these projects, you know, by myself, I felt like, okay, I'm gonna need to get a weapon. <laughs> I'm, gonna need some, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need some heat, right? But I'm a whole mom, I can't be out in these streets, you know, with weapons and things. So I knew that I needed something else um, that was a going to keep me safe and be, you know, sort of spoke more to, um, to my personality. And so I happened to, um, one day get online and I saw an ad, uh, it was an ad for a Facebook ads training. It was called uh, Facebook ads crack. And it was a training by Don Wilson, someone that uh, I definitely respect in this industry. He is also the owner of uh, Gearbubble, And at the time, 
he was promoting this training. Uh, Facebook had just opened up its platform for advertising. And there was a company uh, that had just uh, opened as well called Teespring. And you guys may have heard of Teespring. It was, the, it was revolutionary. It was the first in the industry, uh, the first t-shirt company that allowed you to create single t-shirts called print on demand. Historically, if you wanted to launch a t-shirt business, you would have to go visit a local screen print company and they would have their minimum. So you'd have to have, you know, 24 shirts of, you know, this size and, and all of that. And so there was definitely, um, you know, going to be an upfront investment that you had to make. And then you had to figure out how to, how to monetize, how to sell it on the back end. But this idea of print on demand actually was as I said, revolutionary, nothing like that existed in the marketplace. So it was truly just timing. It was, it was the timing of it all um, because I was able to tap into this training um, from Don Wilson and he taught you the strategy of how to launch a t-shirt and sell it on Facebook. And it was the first time that I had created something that didn't necessarily involve me physically leaving my home, going to Home Depot, buying paint, uh, managing contractors, trying to build a website, right? I didn't have to go through all of that. And I was able to make money. In fact, I was able to make money in my sleep. So affectionately, we call that sleep coin. Yes. And so that <laughs> proved and solidified that I was on to something. It wasn't a lot of money. I wasn't about to, you know, be able to quit my job and, and go get some Lambos and, and move to a whole nother country. But it was the validation of it that made me stay the course so that I could learn more and explore and see if this was something that I, that I truly uh, was interested in. But that was the, that was the uh, genesis of getting into e-commerce. I love that. I love how you allowed yourself to learn again. That is something that um, has been revolutionary for me. I talk about it all the time, how um, even in my career, it's, you know, it allows me to live the lifestyle that I had, but it wasn't fulfilling. It isn't as fulfilling as it could be. And like many of us, and I'm sure like you, we have our passion points, right? We have those things that we love to do and we have those desires, those things that we want to be able to do um, so that we can do whatever. Maybe it's expand our family um, and the, the, the feeling that you get when you come home and um, going from, you know, living paycheck to paycheck to now having an abundance. And so you talked about um, how you allowed yourself to learn something new. Um, and I think it's amazing that you were able to learn from the best of the best. Like it, you took advantage of that cutting edge um, opportunity to get it from the source. Like, I think that's really cool. Um, so then, so then what, what came next? So there was a lot of ups and downs, right? Um, that's the one thing about entrepreneurship. It's never a straight line to the, to the, um, goal or to your destination. It's always ebbs and flows, highs and lows, peaks and valleys. And so I definitely had my share of that. Um, because here's the thing, at the end of it all, I was given something to start with, but because it was, it was new, it wasn't like there was an abundance of information and training available. So a lot of it was truly through, um, you know, trial and error. You had to roll up your sleeves and start testing and, and doing all sorts of things in order to, you know, to yield profitable results. But, um, you know, for me, I, I, I considered it a way out. Um, mm -hmm. At the time, I was a, a data analyst um, for a media company in our local area. And I managed a team of, you know, 12 people. And, and you know, I had a good salary and, and things were going well, but I was unfulfilled. So to, to the point that you were making before. Um, and I knew that I wanted to, um, have a life where I could, I didn't have to apologize for wanting to take time off 
to spend with my daughter. I didn't want to apologize or as a grown woman, go ask somebody else if I could go on a field trip <laughs> with my daughter. Yes. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. And so I knew that, listen, I got to stay committed to this because I did see um, what could really come of it at the end of the road, but I knew that there was a whole lot of stuff, you know, in between. So follow the course. And, you know, like I said, I was able to get some results. And in fact, I did very, I did very well. Um, but then there were periods, you know, where things slowed down or, you know, ran into issues. Um, and one of those issues uh, that I'll talk about is, um, you know, an issue that I had in my personal life that impacted my business. And for most people, this experience that I'm going to share with you could have um, silenced, it could have destroyed the average person. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it propelled me to greater limits. So I have been doing I had been doing well, you know, inside of the business. I had been, you know, making money. Um, and I was married at the time, but, um, you know, we decided to end our marriage. And um, from that point on, I was in a very new circumstance, one that I had never experienced before. Um, I'm now a, uh, I'm divorced or, or heading towards divorce and I'm a single mom. Mm -hmm. And by this time, I've already quit my job because things were going well. I had a, I had a B plan, right? I had the support mm -hmm. of a mate at the time. And so uh, we're going through this, you know, separation. And just to, you know, make a long story short, we had some financial obligations together mm -hmm. that had not been settled. Now, I'm going to tell your listeners this because, again, I keep it real, okay? Keep it all the way real, yes. <laughs> and, and the people need to hear it, okay? The people need to hear it. Um, one word of advice and caution, especially to women, um, but, hey, I mean, the, the advice could be advantageous, you know, for anybody. When you are in a situation, okay, marriage, relationship, um, an entanglement, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, whatever, whatever serves you, Never be that person that takes on all of the responsibility financially, okay? Mm -hmm. Because what that does is it creates an opportunity for the other person to not have accountability to the situation and they can just up and leave, wash their hands and keep her pushing, right? Mm -hmm. So because I was the one in the relationship that had the credit, that had you know the finances, I bore a lot of the responsibility. So you know what happened? Once the relationship ran its course and it was at its demise, I'm saddled with all of the debt and the responsibility. Meanwhile, the other person goes off and, you know, they live in a, they live in a best life. Right? Can I interject real quick? Because that is so um, characteristic of so many women. Yes. Sometimes we feel, and I say we because I fell victim to this in prior relationships, we feel that we have to help our men along. There's even a school of thought that we're taught to help our, help our men along. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> I'm not sure where it comes from, but I know it. there's a, a school of thought that makes it okay. Um, and even in the slightest way, but what that does, and my mom taught me this, she, uh, she used to say things like, um, don't, almost like don't cripple your man by giving them everything. Mm -hmm. Because even though we can, even though we have the capability to, sometimes we have to let our man figure it out or let our man do what it is that he needs to do. And in doing so, you teach him, number one, that you're not always going to come to his rescue. Yes. And then number two, you got to pull it, you got to pull it together. I can't tell you how many times in my marriage, I have made that silent decision where I could have stepped in, but I said, you know what? Mm -mm. I want to see what he's made of in this particular situation. And so that advice that you gave to make that, make your mate, whoever that person is and whatever dynamic the relationship is make them accountable that is gold that is gold 
So yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I and and I'm to your point. I mean, I really wish that I would have learned that. Yes. You know, because we come from a generation, and I feel you know comfortable in saying this, where you know, at least for me, grandparents, you know, you you start to see how everyone caters and coddles, you know, to men mm-hmm. and, um, you know, to their mates. And, and I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not anti-marriage. I ain't, you know, right. <laughs> like that. But it's always this mindset of like doing everything you can, you know, do everything to, to please your man and to keep your man. And so in the process, uh, you know, to the point that you were making, like it can be crippling in some ways, you know, when they don't feel the brunt. Some, I remember um, a good friend of mine, you know, I would, I would talk to her sometimes about just some of the challenges that I was having in the marriage. And I'm like, you know, I'm carrying all the way, you know, I'm, I'm paying these bills. And not that he wasn't a contributor, he was, but it's like, I had to keep all of this in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. I had to keep everything, um, you know, organized so that the lights don't get cut off, you know, so that we can come home and we can put the key in the door, right? We don't have no letters on it. Uh, or the, the house, I mean, the car doesn't get repoed or whatever. Like I'm having to juggle all of this. And then on top of that, I have wifely duties, right? Yeah. So you got to cook, got to clean. And so I remember um, my friend, she said to me, she said, just stop. <laughs> like if, if the issue is that the clothes are piling up and you're busy and he, you know, he's, he's, he sees it, right? He sees that the clothes are there and he's not helping just stop. Like you don't do it. Just let it pile up. At some point he'll run out of socks, he'll run out of t-shirts, he'll run out of underwear. And then at some point he'll want to go wash the clothes. And and it was advice. You know, she was like, let the water get cut off because the reality is sometimes it takes that extreme situation to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. In order for them to understand the importance or the value, you know, that you bring. And so um, so I never, I never forgot that. I was never bold enough to, to do it, right? Because my OCD just wouldn't allow for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely thought it was, you know, pretty good advice. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Especially because sometimes we we create these um, unspoken expectations in marriage, right? Where you don't even realize it, but you have this image of what marriage is supposed to be, what your husband is supposed to do and what your wife is supposed to do. And it's those unspoken expectations that can be i don't even know they 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 create little little issues because if you don't speak on those things you don't know what the other person is thinking and so it it really creates it really can create an issue and and to your point listen whoever is listening we are not anti-relationship we're just sharing i love a good man honey hello me too i love my husband to life but um it's 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 those lessons and and even in that we're talking about being intentional and you know as a a woman even of your household there are things that you know at some point you it, not at some point at any point you have the ability to negotiate certain tasks if you're in a relationship with someone that's exactly what it is a relationship mm-hmm. right you're on a journey together yeah. on that journey you have relations so that includes conversation communication if something is burdening you don't leave it to stress you out but instead mm-hmm. have that conversation and let your uh, significant other know Hey, this is this this right here is stressing me out, and we need to fix it. And it it, it should be no, you know, it shouldn't be a ma- a real issue if you guys are truly in a relationship that you are working towards working for a long time. Yes. So I love I love that accountability piece, and I feel like sometimes we're afraid to talk about it, and mm-hmm. instead we will um will fester it as women. Yeah. And we be mad. <laughs> it's like, Meanwhile, they like, what's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, why aren't you talking to me? Because, <laughs> you know, 20 minutes later, I'm still trying to just let you know that I don't want to do something anymore. Like, <laughs> even even the, the communication piece for us has to be more intentional. Yeah. We divert it. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. Um, continue. You were sharing. Um, Oh, right. So, so basically, you know, I had the, the brunt of the debt once 
the other party uh, left the relationship. Mm-hmm. And just as fate would have it, you know, it's, it's Murphy's law, right? <laughs> you know, something always goes wrong. Um, this particular day I was at the hairdresser. I was getting this real expensive hairstyle. It was a brand new stylist. She came as a referral and you know, everything was good. That morning I got up, I was running a little late. I needed gas in the car, but I'm like, nope, I'm gonna wait. Cause I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to make up some time on the road, get to the hairdresser. I'm good. I'm sitting in a chair, getting my hair done. And a friend of mine, um, sends me a link to a book and he says hey rg you gotta get this book so i'm like cool seven dollar book okay it was like a uh pay you know just pay shipping get it free just pay shipping so it was like seven bucks Mm -hmm. i'm sitting in a chair and i'll never forget this day um i'm on my phone and i hit the link fill in my details throw in my credit card information hit you know buy now and I got a message saying that my charge was declined. And I'm like, oh, hold on. maybe I transposed the number. Let me go back because I know I got $7 in my account, right? Mm-hmm. I, must, I didn't pay attention. So my, let me do this again. Went through the process again. Same thing. And it's like, you know, contact your bank, you know, uh, credit, I mean, charge declined. And so I'm like, okay, hold on. Maybe let me just try this one more, one more time. You know, third time's a charm. Maybe the, the maybe the Wi-Fi a little janky in here, mm-hmm. so may, maybe that's what it is. Okay, so I throw throw the um the numbers in again, and the same thing. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, well, hold up. So I go over to my Bank of America app, <laughs> good old Bank of America, and I um, log in to my banking, and I'm startled in sheer disbelief in what I see. I, I had like three or four accounts and they all have zero balances, mm. okay? Now, mind you, I told you, I was doing pretty, you know, pretty good selling t-shirts. So I had money, you know, I had a decent amount of money, in fact. Every account in, on, my, on my phone had zeros <laughs> flying all across the screen. Hmm. So, you know, I'm like, okay, well, clear, clearly this is a banking error. So I'm looking into all of these accounts, you know, I'm like, well, what's going on? And basically I saw where the, the transaction, you know, for the debit had been made, you know, for each of, for each of these uh, accounts. And there was a number or something, you know, that I, that, um, you know, was listed. And I'm, I'm paranoid because listen, I'm at this hairdresser, right? right? I'm, I'm sitting in a chair with this brand new lady that I don't even know. I don't have any relationship with mm-hmm. and I have no money, okay? Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, because I'm a mom, and I'm a mom first, I immediately start thinking, I have to go pick Morgan up from school when I leave here. Remember, I told you I was running late so and I needed gas. Mm-hmm. I didn't stop. So I, I, I need gas to go get her. And then you know how all kids are. You go pick them up from school. They hungry. They hungry. Okay. <laughs> they didn't just eat lunch in school. And so right. I'm like, okay, I gotta, you know, I'm gonna have to feed her. Okay. So I get on the phone and I text my aunt. And my aunt is um, I always say nothing is real until I talk to her. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's been a, a real pillar of support in so many aspects of my life and I'm forever grateful. And so whenever something good or bad is going on, honey, she's on speed dial. Mm-hmm. So I call her up and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. All of my accounts are zeroed out, you know, whatever. And so she's like, okay, calm down. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of it. She's like, there has to be a number. So let's figure this out. Um, she said, call Bank of America, get them on the horn and let's see what they say. So we call Bank of America. And of course, they don't have any information. All they know is that someone um, basically put a lien on my bank account, mm. right? And they're like, but this is the number that we have, so you should call and figure it out. So I contact the number, and lo and behold, it's definitely a, um, a lien through the state of Maryland. It was a, a law office that had requested this lien be made on my account. 
-hmm. And essentially they said, listen, you, you have an outstanding debt. You owe American Express. And it was some crazy amount of money um, that we owed them. And they're like, yeah, so we're, we're levying your, your account um, to make good on some of the debt <laughs> that you owe. And basically, you need to be letting us know when you send in the rest of the money. Oh, wow. <laughs> right? Yeah, so that was so that was it, right? I didn't have the money. Like, what I had, you already took. And mm -hmm. basically, I, I have nothing else <laughs> at this point. Mm -hmm. And so it was a real humbling experience, um, but one that frightened the heck out of me. Mm -hmm. and so I got on the phone. I called my aunt back. And I explained to her the situation and she said, oh, you won't see that money again. So she said, let me, um, give me the information for your stylist. I'll pay her. Um, just get here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just, just get here and we'll put our heads together and figure it out. So in route, she's about 45 minutes from the hairdresser in route. I'm panicking. And all I'm thinking about is, um, newly separated. I don't have a, a B plan, right? Mm -hmm. And I have this child to raise. Right. And it was a frightening moment because all I knew was that I didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. And I was so afraid that I was going to be a complete failure to her and that I could not offer her the things that she needed. Mm -hmm. And I just remember as I was driving, um, you know, I said, listen, God takes care of, of, of children and crazy people. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be okay. Cause I can <laughs> figure it out, but somebody's going to make a way for her. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I'm, I'm legit out here, you know, really thinking this way because it's, it's a state of shock to your system and you begin to panic and you know, you, you forget that, listen, you made the money. <laughs> you, you forget all of that. Right. And so um, I just remember being so saddled with emotion. And the biggest emotion was, you know, fear of not being able to fulfill my responsibility as a mom. Mm -hmm. So I get to my aunt's house and she's like, um, okay, listen, we got to, you know, figure this thing out. And I'm just, you know, I'm sobbing. I'm sobbing. You know, I'm just so uh, discouraged and you know, woe is me. And I'm, you know, I'm really like throwing it on heavy, um, you know, because now it's all of the, all the bad things that have ever happened in my life. Right, <laughs> right now I got to play it back. And so she sat there and she watched me and she consoled me for about two minutes. Mm -hmm. And she was like, enough already. Mm. <laughs> she was like we're done. Okay. That's enough. Have you gotten it out of your system? Okay, great. Um, you forget that the money that you had in the account is money that you earned. You made right. it, right? So what I'm going to need you to do is become equal to this obstacle that you are now being faced with. And I'm going to need you to replicate and do whatever you did to earn the money. I'm going to need you to run that back. Run yes. that back. <laughs> right? Run that back. Run it back. And so I'm like, you're right. <laughs> I almost <laughs> forgot about that. Yes. Right? But I'm like, listen, I don't have no money. I don't have no money. She was like, look, I don't have a lot, but here's what I'm willing to do. And this just speaks to the power of having good people in your corner, yeah. right? Because I'm definitely that person. I'm not going to ask for help. I'll be out on the street on the corner before I'm going to ask somebody for some help. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had friends, you know, who were like offering me their credit cards. You know, they were like, look, I won't pay my rent this month. But I'm, and I'm like, no, 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 no. My aunt said, listen, here's what I do. I'm going to pull out $1,000 from my 401k, okay? Mm -hmm. We're not even talking a savings account because she's like, I ain't got it in, in the savings, okay? Because, you know, we got savings in the checking and ain't nothing in either. Okay, but I'm going to pull $1,000 out of my 401k. I should have it in like one to two days and it's yours, okay? Mm -hmm. And I need you to hit the ground running. Mm. So I'm like, all right. I know that, I mean, at the end of the day, we can get some food because, you know, 
we got a big family. Ain't nobody going to see us go hungry. So at least for one or two days, I'm good. She gave me a credit card and was like, you know, go get some gas and then do your thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was really the, the only pep talk or motivation that I needed. Mm. So literally this all happened. This transpired in the month of November. Mm -hmm. Okay. So take note of the time period. This happened in the month of November. I took that thousand dollars and I did what I knew to do, which was invested in Facebook and mm -hmm. sell these print on demand items. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then in the month of December, I made $50,000 net profit. Okay. I'm not Gee. talking about gross. We talking net profit. Gee. I was able to take that thousand dollars and flip it. Now, like I said, I wanted you to take note of the time period, right? We were in that November, December, which Right, exactly. Q4 is the season for buying. Everybody's buying things for people that they love and, and the people that they don't like and all of that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was the perfect storm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So even in a, a period of, you know, feeling um, abandoned, feeling distraught, feeling weak, feeling hopeless, it, it really wasn't because on the other side of it was an opportunity, mm -hmm. right? You better it was an opportunity. Yeah. So, so now I'm like, okay, so where I was thinking that I was forsaken, I really wasn't. It was an opportunity to show the quality of my faith. And so I was good. That gave me, it, it gave me what I needed to get back on my feet, but it also gave me the reassurance and the confidence that I could do anything. Mm -hmm. I could do anything. And so I was no longer shackled by fear or, you know, an inability to perform or inadequacy, right? I was no longer shackled by those, by those sentiments. And I knew that if I could do this, I could do it again and again and again. So this is why I stuck with e-commerce. It was the only thing that I had in my darkest moment that got me to the other side. Hey, intentional people, I had to interrupt the show to tell you about a resource that I know we can all benefit from. As go-getters and goal-getters, sometimes we get stuck, we get hindered, and we find ourselves needing help in one area or another. I know personally, I lived for many years hindered by the opinions of others, which led to many insecurities and setbacks. It took more than prayer to get me out of the funk that I was in. What helped so much was talking to a licensed therapist who helped me get to the root of my issues so that I could build myself back up to see myself as God sees me. I began seeing a therapist on a consistent basis and it changed my life. This is why I'm so excited to tell you about BetterHelp.com. It is a secure, online professional counseling service that is available for clients worldwide. Let me tell you about four things I absolutely love about this service. First, there is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network that may not be locally available in many areas. You can log on to your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so that you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room like with traditional therapy. BetterHelp.com is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Progress on Purpose podcast listeners get a special discount of 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash P-O-P, which helps save more money off of this amazing service. Visit BetterHelp.com slash P-O-P to start a conversation today. You never know. It may be the most important conversation of your life. That's BetterHelp.com slash P-O-P. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash P-O-P. Let's get back to the show. Audrey, that is such a powerful story. Such a powerful 
story. A lot of times we don't see it that way. We don't see that storm that you described as the perfect storm. We don't see it as an opportunity. We see it as a slap in the face. We see it as, um, you know, an opportunity to throw a pity party. Right. And so I love the fact that your aunt was like, she was wise enough, so wise to say, okay, you done? Yeah. <laughs> Here's this money and go flip that. Don't forget what you were able to do before. Like do that again. Cause you, you and that's the thing about us. I firmly, firmly believe that we have everything that we need inside of us already to fulfill the vision. Mm-hmm. Right. And whatever that is, um, I'm I'm a firm believer of that. Like, I love that you didn't take that opportunity to wallow in your woes and be sad. And, um, and even to, to the point of the motherhood piece, like what you did in that moment was not just fight for Audrey, but you fought for your legacy. And I love how you said, like, I make no apologies about what I'm doing because it's building my legacy. I have a question for you. What is some advice that you would give to another woman who is desiring to leave a legacy for their family, but maybe they have significant responsibilities or a significant other that may not be on the same page or even as supportive? Um, what would you tell them? I think for me, and I could only speak from my experience, I knew that living with failure would be easier to swallow than living with regret. Mm. And I think a lot of times for us as women, especially Black women, and we're going to talk about it because Mm -hmm we find ourselves in these positions of putting everyone and everything ahead of us, right? We wanna pursue our goals, dreams, aspirations after we pay for children's um, tuition for college, after our husband retires, after, you know, you name it, right? Insert, whatever. Mm -hmm. So we deny ourselves a lot of the, the things that we desire and the things that we deserve on account of waiting for a perfect opportunity. And mm-hmm. you and I know, well, you know, that there is no perfect opportunity. The no. perfect opportunity is now. Today. And I, and I say it now because tomorrow is no guarantee, yes. right? Tomorrow is no guarantee. And so the, the thing that I always, you know, and I'm extremely adamant about it, um, particular, particularly with us as Black women, is it's the power of now, okay? Do not delay and put off something that you can do today. And the reality is today, the barrier of entry is so much lower, mm-hmm. right? The, the playing field is so much uh, more leveled than it was five years ago or 10 years ago or 50 years ago even, right? Mm-hmm. The ability to create a business that can not only feed you, your family, but children that don't even exist, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, right? All of this is within our ability. It's, it's at our fingertips. Yes. So I know that, you know, we live with all kinds of excuses. We live with trepidation and fear, and it takes us on this, you know, precipitous slope. But at the end of the day, I'd rather struggle. I'd rather, you know, fight my way to the top than to live in a space of what if, if I had only, yes. Right. And so, um, so don't, so don't count yourself out. I remember when I decided to quit my job, um, a, a good relative, uh, my uncle told me, cause I was, I was nervous. I was, I was afraid. I was scared. It was the first time in my adult life that I didn't have the security of a nine to five. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, he said, Arjun, what's the worst that could happen? You're betting on yourself, right? What's the worst that could happen? And I'm like, well, I don't make no money and I got to go back to work. He was like, right. Like truly, that's the worst that could happen. Yes. But guess what? You're not out here trying to build a a career for someone else. You just need to be able to make money. You could do anything to make money. He said, but what if it does work? 
you're, you're only looking at the negative, right? The possibility that it won't work, but what if it does? Yes. And so that to me is what I, I hope to infuse and invoke into, um, you know, people that I come into contact with. Don't look at it as, you know, as if you won't make it or you can't succeed. What if it does work? Yes. Yes. What if it does work? And I know one of the things that um, I was battling and you've even helped me to overcome, like you literally, I don't know if you realize it. I'm telling you, I may be telling you this for the first time, but you've coached me out of the fear of success because here's the thing. We are so, we are so creative. And in that same brain, we're also so critical. And so we'll create, 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 create the perfect environment for our family, right? When they come home, there's food, there's this, there's that. We'll create the, the environment, even at our workplace where, you know, there's people want to be around us and we're pleasant. Like we, we're very creative. Um, but at the same time, we're so critical. And we, if we're not careful, can create a mindset where we are afraid to be successful and afraid to be successful sometimes in an area that we're not comfortable in. So like we stay in that, that little box of comfortability because we know it has already worked. And even for you, like you said, you, you are a data analyst and you decided to learn something different and step out of that comfort zone. And you said the worst thing that could happen was that, Hey, it, I don't make any money and I go back. But that, that little, not little, that transition over the hump out of the data analyst into the, the, the e-commerce world is such a huge jump. Um, or, or any world, that transition is such a huge jump. So many of us get stuck in that fear of success. Like, um, what if it does work? Um, then what? I know for me, it was like, okay, then what? And one of the things that I had to realize about myself, and you helped me to realize that, is, is that my pursuit of my dreams, first of all, I can't ignore them. <laughs> I literally can't. And, then, and here's the thing. A lot of us have dreams, have things that are on our mind that we simply cannot ignore. Like, you could try. You could try to work, work your way um, mm-hmm. out of out of ignoring it, but it's not going to work. You cannot ignore If God has put something inside of you, you have to push that out. Um, yeah. and, and if you don't, you are doing yourself a disservice and not only you, but your family. Um, and, and I believe that is one source of bitterness for so many, so many of us, so many women, because we live in that after effect. We live in that after effect. Okay, I'll get to it later. Mm-hmm. I'll do it once I put the kids through college. I'll do it once, you know, da 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 da. And our time never realizes or actualizes. And then we're bitter. Yeah. Then bitterness, believe it or not, leads to physical ailments in your body. Oh, absolutely. And so we don't know where these pains are coming from at the age of, you know, 55 or whatever. But we don't realize. Or 38, right. But we don't realize we've called those things upon us by not doing the forework, which is going after, finding a way to go after this and that. See, hold up. Can we talk about it? Yeah. We can live in a space where it's and, not or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, it's time for us as women to really live in that space where we don't have to choose. We're no longer in that, in that time period where we are boggled down, where we can't do such and such because we're a woman. The, like you said, the barrier of entry is low, mm-hmm. right? And so that's why I wanted to talk to you because you have made um, such, like, such moves in that male dominated white male dominated space where now you have created a footprint for women like me um to come in behind you and learn the skill and be able to um amass wealth for my family sleep coin so i don't have to be working 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 driving myself crazy but i could live the end life 
go on vacation and make money at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that alone, that sold me, you know? And for anybody who was listening, what I want you to do, Audrey, is let us know how we can learn more about the things that you teach and how we can learn more about um, how to work with you. Because here's the thing, many of us desire freedom. And we desire to live a legacy. I can't tell you how many women I know personally. All we talk about is leaving a legacy. And we are struggling to make the connection. Okay, I know I have these things that I want to do. I know I have these dreams. I know I have these goals. I know I have this idea. But how do I get it out of my head and into a place where it can eventually make, make, um, make wealth for me so that I can live that? and life and without apology right yeah because here's the other piece i wish we had time to discuss it i'm gonna just i'm gonna say it you gonna you could throw it back to me and we're gonna be done with it but here's the other thing we find a need as women to be apologetic about being successful mm, yes mm-hmm. we feel like we yes. have to apologize in our light you say <laughs> say it one more time Yes, them in our light. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. how did you overcome that? Let me tell you, it's not an easy task. Okay. And I'm just, you know, we just don't call a thing a thing. It requires a lot of work, right? Because our, and we, we let, let's talk about this. What kind because, of work too? Tell us what kind of work. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a lot of personal develop, intrinsic work. It's a lot of um, having those those hard conversations, having those honest conversations, even digging up things from our past that we have not necessarily been able to move through, right? Because sometimes these are blocks, blocks around money. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a, in a space and place where we didn't have money. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom was a single mom and all I ever saw was, you know, she worked two or three jobs. My grandmother worked two or three jobs. And so you almost feel like, well, that's just the, that's the norm, you know, norm. And so when I got into a a position where I said, I don't want to, I don't want to carry that part, (laughs) you know, things that you learn and you appreciate, but that's just not one of the things that I, that I want to carry on into my life. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of intrinsic work around, um, you know, having those, those money talks and being okay with attracting money mm-hmm. and not that your attraction of money has to make you different. Cause I think that was the, the piece when I would see people that had money, it was like, they were completely different than who you knew them to be. Right. And so mm-hmm. I even struggled with understanding, um, and, and to your point about the end thing, like I can, I can be who I am. I can be unapo- unapologetic. I could be, you know, bougie i could be you know dance like whatever it is and have money yeah <laughs> right i could be a person that's you know at the end of the day yeah i'm i'm a hit chick-fil-a but i also I, i'm a hit roots chris too like and, and it's okay right mm-hmm. it doesn't it's not a bad thing and so i i had to i had to do a lot of i had to do a lot of work um and i'm grateful that i did because now it's allowed me to embrace attracting money yes okay and I think, um, you know, I, I think we had this conversation before that we're taught, sometimes we grow up, you know, learning to be humble. Mm. And humility essentially is considering yourself lesser, mm-hmm. right? And so that spirit permeates in a lot of things that we do. Right. In a humble person in business, mm. right? That same spirit of considering yourself lesser, it, it will permeate and impact that space too. And so that is why we feel like we got to set ourselves on fire to keep other people warm while we got to dim our lights, mm-hmm. right? While we have to settle, we can't be bold and audacious because it might make someone else uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we never want to be that person. So we teeter, you know, along the edge and we don't really uh, accept and step into our greatness. But listen, the talents that you have, they're from God, right? Yes. <laughs> they, these, these are God-given talents. And so if you do anything contrary, you're showing yourself ungrateful and unappreciative, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's how we look at it. And so I came to the realization that you could still be a person that has compassion, 
that has respect, that has a desire to help someone else, right? That's truly, that's what amassing wealth is, is all about, right? It mm -hmm. gives you access. We know we can't take money with us, right? When we leave this earth, it ain't going with us. But while we're here, it gives us access. Mm -hmm. And so I came to the realization very early that if I was going to help um, penetrate or affect my family, that my family name, my family legacy, like I had to be in a position where I could make money and I could control how much money I made. A nine to five was not going to do it. Right. Getting a dollar raise a year for, for all the slaving that I was doing, wasn't gonna cut it never right it was never gonna cut it so i'm all over the place but i think you know the summary of it all is um you know just being okay you know do, doing the work so that you can have a, a proper view of money right because money doesn't define you you know doesn't right. I mean, at the end of the day you are who you are it should it should add to who you are but it shouldn't you know embody you um and so once you have that understanding and you have a um, a proper view of it, you know, then you're in a position where you can receive and you can attract it. And if you keep the right mental disposition, which is, you know, creating a life that uh, you, you have freedom, a life that you don't need to, you know, take time off from, right? I, I, walk, I wake up every day with intention and purpose. Mm -hmm. I have a life that I don't need to vacation from, right? Like, right. I don't got to take time off. You know, I'll be on the grind, like, all, all day, you know. You yes. know how it is, right? Because it's, you, you love it, you enjoy it, it's rewarding. So I think the biggest piece is though, you know, just getting the conversation um, right in your head around money and what it can do for you in an impactful way. Um, and once you understand that, you know, then you recognize that the onus is on you, right? So you, you'd, be, you'd be doing yourself and your family a disservice to not, be out here working and walking in your purpose i love that listen on this show today we got a relationship lesson <laughs> we got a money lesson y'all got a free coaching session okay i mean all of that so you make sure that you do not keep this episode to yourself but you hit that share button and you send it to someone who needs to hear it and don't tell them they need to hear it because that ain't right just <laughs> let them say, hey listen to this this was a great conversation audrey please 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 tell us how we can find you let us know about any products or services that you have how we can find you on social media and hey if you have any discounts that you want to share with the listeners so that you know if you have a program and you want to create a code for our listeners that's fine too i'll, I'll link all of the information that you share in the show notes so um guys please please be sure to check that okay cool um you can find me on instagram i mostly hang out there um at mogul mompreneur because you and, are a mogul <laughs> hey you know listen I, I figure if you speak it into existence it can become your reality right yes. so there we are so mogul mompreneur is where you can find me and if you are desirous of building uh, an e-commerce business you're looking to um you know get get more visibility get more attraction to your business you definitely give, shoot me a, a DM, you know, we can work together. We can put some, put some things together. Um, I do have a, a mastermind. Michelle's uh, definitely part of it. So guys, if you use the code progress at broke to brand.com, Audrey is kind enough to give you 25% off of the mastermind. Any product or service. Whoa. <laughs> you know, homie, any product or service, 25% off. That's what, Listen, y'all ever went to um, Popeye's and you order something and then they throw in something extra in the bag for you? That's just, that's what just happened. Like you got some major, major value in that, that discount. So please make sure you take advantage of that. Listen, I jumped on to uh, Instagram one day, saw Mogul Mompreneur and her spirit, her drive, her honesty, her realness, it all connected with me. And so I decided to connect with her. I started with her free products and I went from her free products to her paid products. And I have not 
I promise you, I have not regretted one cent of what I have spent. I've learned so much. It's changed me. It's challenged me. And it's made me all the better. And I know you already see the results of it, okay? Yes. So listen, please, please, please connect with Mogul Mompreneur. I'll be sure to link all of the information below. But Audrey, I do want to say thank you again and again and again for joining us today on the Progress on Purpose podcast. Your words are gold. Your experience has helped us to be better and to live intentionally and to make progress on purpose. And so we appreciate you here in the POP family. We look forward to continuing to grow with you. So when you see us and we show up in your DMs, be like, oh, hey, you, you Michelle, I, I know who you are, all right? Yes. So yes, we're gonna continue to do that. But guys, that is it. Please make sure that you tune into the next episode of Progress on Purpose Podcast. We are in the season of She's Intentional and I can't wait to introduce you to next week's guest. Guys, take care, love you.